just we can all just sit here and do our best Owen Wilson impressions every time that <laughs> drill goes off. Wow! Wow! <laughs> Wow. Wow. wow! 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 That was probably my favorite five minutes that I've ever listened to of just useless things when I first wake up at eight thirty in the morning and grab my phone. It was like it was a, an entire gun shootout replaced with Owen Wilson wows. Oh, really? So anytime they would shoot, they would, yeah, fuck you, motherfucker, and it would be like, wow, wow. Wow! Oh. <laughs> That's amazing. We need to sit down and watch um, Heat Vision and Jack, which is a uh, Dan Harmon and Ben Stiller produced uh, show, uh, a la Knight Rider, starring Jack Black as an astronaut who becomes the smartest man alive by Satan. So, uh, like, David Hasselhoff, my writer? Yeah, so but it's Jack Black, Black is a <laughs> astronaut who becomes the smartest man alive by going into space and doing some, like, weird Fantastic Four bullshit. And his best friend um, gets his consciousness trapped inside of his motorcycle, <laughs> which is now voiced by Owen Wilson. Wow. <laughs> so it's, it's stuff like, Jack says, That'd be real cool. Oh. <laughs> you want to go for like a ride? Give me a, uh, give me a. Jack says that the Earth is cursed because the horizon is always out of reach. But I think we can always reach new horizons next week. The fuck am I supposed to remember that? <laughs> yeah. Lying. It's like, uh, oh, hey, Mark. <laughs> yeah. That's probably what he said instead. <laughs> Wow! That <laughs> That's an amazing. What's that called again? Heat Vision and Jack. Heat Vision and Jack. Okay. Heat Vision and Jack. Sounds like I'm write some that sort down. Of, sounds like a cocktail. We're gonna go back like that. a deadly drink cocktail. <laughs> like a Heat Vision and Jack, please. Give me Heat Vision and Jack. Yeah, no, I don't need any ice. It's just rubbing alcohol and Jack Daniels. <laughs> yeah. Heat Vision. Yeah, drop, 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 uh, drop dry ice in it. Oh, okay, yeah. There you go. Make it classy. <laughs> oh. We're gonna have to apologize to the people about this construction. <laughs> yes, there is uh, apparently construction. major construction going on directly underneath the window oh, here. It's good though. The, uh, at the studio, at the office, in the spare bedroom. Casa de Myers. That's right. It's Between the Profound and the Profane, a comedy podcast where three lifelong friends gather together every week in my spare bedroom to treat friendly stories, give friendly advice, and try to learn something new about their friends. While we're at it, maybe make some new friends. Hey out there, new friends. New friends, true believers, bone whores, and my personal army of... Trash people. Trash people. That's goddamn right. Joining me this week as they do every week can find him out of focus where you'll photograph him leaping nimbly nimbly between trees the t stands for the reasonable one he's ent brown ancient alien theory suggests i forgot to bring an introduction today <laughs> how, how does one find somebody out of focus I mean, I'm just in a constant state of phase. Yeah. You know, I'm just phasing in and out of this he's, dimension. Well, he, you're all, Ian is always 
just out of focus. Like, no matter how close you get to him, he is a step ahead, a step beyond. So does that he's mean... out of focus. I guess you'd be the looker. I... You'd be the looky. The so observer. Would, would, would the observer constantly be, like, rubbing his eyes because he <laughs> yeah. thinks something is fucking with his vision? Yeah, it's, well, it's kind of like that. Like, is that, like, your, your power? It's... You just, you, released like a vertigo I'm and kind just of, like what is going it, on I, it's kind of like max headroom it's it's like i'm just i live five seconds in the future so like not quite enough time to save the world almost <laughs> where's it going i don't know but it's slightly out of focus in that way <laughs> blah, 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 blah. it's all tracers <laughs> my other co-host he's a pile of movie floats in a man suit chris Warka. Ah, shalom and welcome, my bone horse and trash people. Welcome to a show that sits somewhere in between the profound and the profane. Oh man, did we leave Salvador in the <laughs> engine room? <laughs> <laughs> and I've never been ready for anything in my life. Shit host, Chris Myers. This week, we... Uh, that's a good feeling, isn't it? Well, that's the first time I've ever gotten to hear you sit. Like, I constantly just listen to ambient noise. And that was a good, just relaxed. <laughs> Today's just going to be a good episode. You can just grab your notebook, kick back, have a cup of coffee. You got a mic in your hand. You're like, ah, fucking today we're going to talk about. It. Yeah. it was just real chill. I'm sorry. I didn't mean <laughs> As we do every week, we have each brought a topic to the spare bedroom. Uh, we're going to gab it up. See if we can help each other out, but probably just spin out into really bad jokes that we shouldn't be making. Which, there's nothing wrong with that. No, there's never anything wrong with that. Uh, who did we decide wanted to go first? Did we decide anybody was going first this week? Uh, I don't think, I don't we, think decided. we decided. Uh, don't really care. Whoever wants to take it. Yeah. Um, you want to start off with your crazy hotel stories, Ian? Yeah. Yeah, we, we could do that. Um, yeah, I figured, uh, for random topic kind of week, uh, I just was thinking about, uh, some really shitty hotels, some really shitty and really shady hotels that I've stayed at. Um, I don't know if, if do either of you guys have, like, a, a bad, or e either a bad hotel story, a trash hotel story, or even a really good one, but, like... Like and this includes hotel party stories. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ooh, God. See, no, I completely didn't even think about. I wouldn't even call them hotel parties. It was just more <laughs> like a um, a marauding incident at a hotel room. <laughs> like it a, was like a gathering, <laughs> of and we were all there to do maybe watch a movie, may do drugs. Uh, <laughs> But it wasn't like, oh, it wasn't like crazy, like a hotel party. Like, it wasn't like a high school hotel. This was like me and a buddy, and he was like, hey, this person has a hotel. Do you want to go hang out? It's a place. I'm like, sure, let's go hang out. And I show up, and there's like four people there, plus me and my buddy who just showed up. So that's a total of six in this hotel room. There's a dude over in the sink. Looks like he's pounding beer but has the water running. Ooh. So I can't really figure out what the fuck's going on. Upon closer inspection, I see that the can is turned upside down and there is now questionable white material being spun around the bottom of can Jesus. with a little bit of water added. 
Then out pops a fucking needle. What? Yeah. Was this at a Motel 8? Was this at a Super 8? (laughs) Sounds like a Super 8 story. Maybe a lodge. Maybe a lodge. Maybe a spring lodge before it burned down. Maybe a palisade. And, uh... So I'm thinking, whatever. Fine. Not, not what I really want to be around, <laughs> but as long as, he, as long as he goes into the bathroom and I don't see anything, cool. This hotel's so classy, you gotta pay for it by the hour. So, so then I start talking to my buddy that I came with, and we were, uh, you know, just chilling, conversating with everybody, and the dude finished up what he was doing over at the mirror. And then he did go to the bathroom, and then he came back out, and I was like, cool, whatever, no big deal. So then he comes out of the bathroom, and he's talking to me, and then he starts rolling up his sleeves. <laughs> and I'm like, whatever, it's kind of hot in here, yeah, fuck it, let's roll up your sleeves. Oh, no. Out pops said needle. Oh, Jesus. That I thought was Time done to, away with. Time to reload. That, and he was like, and like, kept... Missing his vein. Oh, no. Oh. So then blood just starts trickling all down his arm. And he's like, he finally gets it. And he's like, oh, man. <laughs> I just ruined my favorite shirt. And I was like, that's the least of your problems. We need to go. It's time to go. I need to get the fuck out of here. Jesus, man. You're already in a weird position when you're like watching somebody try to bang coke. But watching them continue to miss yeah. a vein and is just awkward. Oh man, yeah. It I was the thing with needles as it is. And he never like, was uh, like, oh, 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 fuck, that hurt. It was just he never broke conversation. He's like just, it was just, just like stabbing. He was dude. It was just like yeah. So uh, how do you know? How do you know him? Like, and I say him because I don't want to. I don't want to name names on the air. Yeah. But he's like, hey, how do you know Jeff? And I'm like, uh, you know, me and Jeff, we went to high school together, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, man, that's cool. I've known him for a little bit. We used to work together. Uh, But, you know, we don't work together anymore. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? Oh, God. Like he was lighting a cigarette. Yeah, just... No, by the way, I'm a doctor. My lighter doesn't work. You got an extra? I'm like, no, get away from me. Hey, my syringe doesn't seem to be working. Did you bring one? <laughs> yeah. Is your needle bit? Oh, man. Because I don't think it's coming out. I... Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to watch this guy die. Can we leave before he dies? Right there? Man. Please don't lay down while I'm here. <laughs> man, that that sounds like what had happened in the room that I stayed in in Louisiana. Like, not recently, recently, but one of the most recent hotel stays I've, I've been at. Like, I walked in, the, I went to this hotel room, like, in this shady, shady-ass town in Louisiana. And it was like, it wasn't the good part of Louisiana, and we got, Wait, it was me. is there a good part of Louisiana? Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. I don't know, I've not been there. Well, not really. It. I haven't, many things that I did as a kid, I need to go back and do as an adult. I see. Because I've been to, like, tons of fucking states but it was always under 21 so i yeah. couldn't experience all the cool shit yeah it didn't get going so on your own i've actually mm-hmm. never gone gambling in louisiana nor have i been to vegas that was actually this last year is the first time i went gambling this was pretty cool yeah yeah it's pretty fun i turned uh the first slot machine i went to the first time 20 i put 20 it was like 23 cents some weird odd ass number so uh, i put 
And I put I put that into the I put that into the slot machine, and instantly it turned into like twenty six bucks, like first time. And I was like, wow, now I have guess to guess I'm done here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like wow, guess I gotta leave the casino. <laughs> like yeah, but uh, what did no. you just a million percent profit? It was amazing. <laughs> yeah, it really was. I should have left that second. And yeah, I that's when you're done. Yeah. And, uh, but anyways, uh, so... What are you doing? Going out of winter? <laughs> so, yeah, like, uh, the hotel I was staying at during that experience, uh, it was me and a friend, and, um, like I said, it was, it was this weird-ass, like, off-brand Motel 6. Like, it, it, at one point it was a Motel 6, now some guy named Joe owns it. And <laughs> Joe don't give a fuck. It's a Jotel 8? <laughs> yeah, it's a Jotel 8. <laughs> exactly. Jotel, California. Joe don't, need, <laughs> Joe don't need to tell me what's wrong with this place. Not hey, eyes I can see. <laughs> I like how Joe is obviously from Texas, but he's living in, in Louisiana. Yeah, I was trying oh, to yeah. think of like a like like a Louisiana accent, and I just I, straight Texas. The Cajun, <laughs> the Cajun escaped me at the moment. It's okay, it was northern Louisiana. It was weird. Like I said, weird part of Louisiana. Not they all sounded like they're from Boston. <laughs> yeah, they all they all said hat packets instead of hot pockets. <laughs> you have one of them hat packets over there, this Louisiana. You got good gumbo. Welcome to Boston 8. <laughs> um, anyways, in this like really shitty uh, hotel, I walk in, alright, so like everything's a little bit dirty. Like everything in there. Like they have this... Uh, remote like on the bed and it says cleanest remotes in town and there's like a tub of butter sitting next that to doesn't it. make me feel no nice. no and that's literally they have a blue sign and it said cleanest remotes in town next to a fucking tub of like margarine if Just... you have to <laughs> why do you yeah why do you have to blatantly tell people that your remote controls I, are clean that makes I, me feel like somebody did something awful um, yeah to one the remote, like, they, 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 yeah they, they either put I, the remote somewhere shoved it, it right up their ass yeah Just, and shit it out and you know, we take pride in how clean our remotes we are we pride ourselves on service <laughs> So that was like the introduction to the hotel, you know, it's kind of dirty. Then I see the remote, and I'm like, oh, guess I'm not watching TV this week. But do you... I also like to imagine that, like, not only is the hotel, like, normal highway motel filthy when you walk in, but it labels that the, the, the remote is clean, so the remote is therefore the cleanest thing in the hotel room. <laughs> it probably was. It's actually... I wouldn't doubt if it actually was. Do you... I know it's probably been a while since you've actually... Well, you've actually just stayed in a hotel. Yeah. When you were in the hotel, did you take your socks off? Ooh. Or did you always have a layer between your feet and the floor? Thinking about it, it that's, a, that's a difficult question because I was in Seattle during the winter, so socks were necessary for being, like, uh. for, for warmth, but... I was pretty. I was pretty diligent about keeping like a layer between Something. me and everything all the time. Yeah. That's Side note: <laughs> Do they have boilers or heaters? Like an electric heater? I have no idea. I mean, in the hotel room, it was your normal. You know, was it that side room. wall yeah. thing? Oh. Side wall. Oh, okay. I don't I know if any of that changed up north. Yeah. 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 yeah probably just depends. <laughs> yeah. No, I always yeah. try to at least make sure I have socks on. Oh. Yeah. I don't care if I'm fucking going in and only paying two hours. I have yeah. my socks on. <laughs> yeah, uh, like, even yeah. if it's like the goddamn 
the Hilton, the Ritz Carlton, like you're staying, yeah. you're, you're, like the cleanest, best hotel in the world. You're still gonna keep your socks on. Yeah. Oh, especially the I rich feel like ones. all That's they like... have are just. <laughs> Machines to make their carpet fluffy again. It's not really getting clean. It's no. all an illusion. Like, if you're staying at a really nice hotel, you're dealing with, like, weird rich people. Like, <laughs> hey, like, you're dealing with, like, people who like to have, like, like women, like, pee, like, all over the place, you know? Or I, I'm expecting them, actually, to give me a pair of complimentary socks for staying in their hotel. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you for coming to the warm towel. Uh, here's your socks. Here's a warm towel for your face and socks to protect your feet from our disgusting floors. And they are all some version of a Jeeves. Most welcome disgusting. to the Plaza Hotel. Yeah, Most you disgusting is. little shit. Here's your socks. But our remotes uh, are incredibly clean. <laughs> so, so you're in oh, the yeah. you're in the Jotel 14. And yeah. Yeah, so I'm in the I'm in the Jotel. I'm You've in got the, clean ass remote yeah, control. I got clean ass remote control. It's First thing sparkly. with me, yeah, right next to that tub of margarine. Made me really <laughs> nervous right from the get go. And what, um, did it appear greasy? Oh, dude, is someone put that remote into the margarine? Because that's how they clean it. That's how they keep them so clean and nice. Um, it's just like... <laughs> yeah. It's fine. It's oh, yeah, fine. just shake it up in there. And uh, so, anyways, like, so that first night, uh, you know, we're there, and, like, uh, I have... I wouldn't touch the remote, so my friend was, like, watching TV and stuff. Uh, we go out, we... Uh, we grab some some alcohol for ourselves and to sterilize the room. Um, so we're we're sitting there. We're getting we're getting a little bit hammered. My buddy he starts pulling out guns and he just starts like doing like Russian roulette, but he's aiming at it like out like at the like out, like at like, the highway. Like well, not the highway, but at the uh, the. It would go like if it were to go through the place he was aiming it, it would just go into the next room over. <laughs> and he's doing this Russian roulette thing, and he's just, ha! <laughs> Wait, he was <laughs> clicking the yeah. fucking gun? Yeah, he's just like, ha! Missed it again. <laughs> and, uh, so that was getting pretty terrified. So I was getting pretty terrified. I was like, oh shit, this is not gonna end well. And, um... Something wrong we, with Frank. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Frank was, Frank is a crazy cat. And he, uh, so anyways, like, Long story short, uh, the, that goes on for a while. Uh, we flip over like everything, all the appliances and television, everything. We just reset it upside down. That's like, just good clean yeah. hotel fun. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Everything that wasn't like screwed into the wall, we just like straight up like put upside down just for fun. Kids, once <laughs> you're in your the age of like 21 and you're able to do things like this, definitely have fun in hotel rooms. Oh, like. Sure. You know, when the maid comes in and the TV is upside down, it's just funny. It's just funny. <laughs> Take the extra step. Screw everything to the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, just be comfortable with losing your $50 deposit. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. yeah. Always. Is it okay? Maybe not. Think is of, it worth it? Absolutely. Think of it like car rental insurance. Like, you want to put that Hyundai through the HEB, like, door. Through the doors yeah. at your local HEB. Go with Enterprise. Full coverage, very cheap, five bucks. They'll pick you up. They will pick you up. <laughs> Give yeah. the housekeeping crew something to talk about for the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, we went in Maria's room? You'll never fucking believe it. All of this shit was attached to the ceiling. The fucking TV was attached oh, to the ceiling. That's a great that's a great one. The strangest thing and though, it was over the pillows. So the <laughs> so, so and then uh 
next morning, like, uh, my friend I was with, he had to go, he had to go off to, like, this, yeah, yeah, Frank, he had to go off and, like, do this, uh, business, that's why we were over there, and, uh, anyways, I love how obscure so, our stories are. So, yeah, he had to go do some business, you know, and, anyway, so I was in the room, and this is a hotel where, uh, like, the mate, like, the cleaning lady and stuff like that, there, there wasn't a clean... There was a cleaning lady, but she didn't actually clean anything. She just like pushed she, the cart up and down the hall. All she day. would, yeah, she would push the cart up, up and down the hall and stuff, and just like literally, uh, just kind of yell, just kind of yell at people. She's real aggressive, like a aggressive. horror movie, just like or all she, day and night. I figured she was deaf. Housekeeping. No, she wasn't deaf. She she could hear housekeeping. It was more like housekeeping. Housekeeping. You have any trash in there? And then you open your door and there's nobody there. No, and then you wake up yeah. and you realize she's standing over you knocking oh on your nightstand. Oh, nightmares. Housekeeping. Oh. What, what night the fuck? <laughs> what nightmares are made of. And so, but so anyways, like I said, the clean lady, she didn't actually really do anything. She just kind of wandered up and down the, like, in front of the rooms. And she would occasionally knock and, and just be like, got any trash? And I was like, you know, I was like, uh, yes, I do. And she's like, well, throw it out. <laughs> I'm like, uh, okay, I'll get right on that. <laughs> um, and so I was, so I was, I was there all day. So I like decided to make the, I was, I was just making the beds just like, ah, oh, fuck it. I'll just make these beds because no one else is going to. It's one of um, the best things about yeah, hotel slash motels. You throw that shit on the floor yeah. in a corner. Yeah. What are you doing? Pick it up. Exactly. And no, uh, so uh, that was me. That was my job, apparently. I took that. <laughs> I had to take that job. What are you so, doing yelling at myself? So, like, as I'm like, I, like, I make my bed and all these fucking spiders start just running out. I'm like, ah! And you slept ah, in that yeah, thing? Yeah, I slept. And I woke up with all these fucking bumps. Like, I woke up. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Wait, the first thing when I woke up, my neck was all bumpy. I'm like, why do I got such a bumpy neck? I don't have a bumpy neck. And like there was all these were just... yeah, there was all these little fucking red dots just like all over my fucking neck and, and a little bit on my back. I'm like, ah, oh, how did this happen? And like, yeah, sure enough, I make my bed. So spiders just like run out. Um, run out of where though? Underneath all the sheets, they just start like underneath the pillow, underneath the sheets, and everything. It just goes like up the walls, and I start trying to squish them, but there's just too many. Um, so that freaked me out. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> then like I'm like okay, the little perturbed. I'm like I'm like okay, like I wonder like if bed has or we're gonna we're gonna cut that. We're, I wonder if uh, double D, yeah. Frank. I, yeah, I wonder. Yeah, I wonder at where's that? So I was like, oh, so then I wondered uh, like if Frank's bed had spiders in it too, and so I like I, I kind of I'm making his bed. And there's all this fucking blood, like all over the sheet, and it's like kind of sprayed up on the wall, just like this light little mist. There's just like a pool. There's like a couple pools of blood, like pools, yeah, like pools. like still like, wet. No, 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 like like just dried. I think, in, I think someone was just murdered there, just, well, and you guys didn't stick around to it, find the body. It was like it was like uh, 
you know, I'm trying to think of like softball size, like in diameter. Like there's just these little pools. Yeah, no, that's and, like you got stabbed. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, someone got stabbed. I'm pretty sure. And but like my first thought was like, and it was like all over. It was like on his pillow and shit. And it was all and it was kind of up on their own wall. And it looked like it got smeared around a bit. And I was just like, oh man, Frank cut himself. <laughs> like he must have cut himself while he was drunk yesterday. And uh, so I just made his bed, and I'm like, well, at least he didn't have any spiders. And just then, like, cut you a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, so, uh, anyways, so, like, we, we end up hanging out later on that day. Um, yada, yada, yada. Next day, basically, same thing happens, only except there was more spiders in my fucking bed. Wait, you let him sleep in yeah. the bed with the blood in it? Well, yeah, because I thought it was his blood. And then it was like, and then anyway, so it's like two days of staying there, like after the first day. So three days of staying there. That's when he's like, hey. he's been sleeping like, on like, blood for yeah. three days. Yeah, he was sleeping on. Yeah, he was like, hey, why did you did you like cut yourself or something? I'm like, no. And he's like, there's all this fucking blood on my bed. Why did and it I'm take like, him three days to <laughs> notice the blood? Like, how fucking hammered were you guys? D for three non, days for non-office hours we're pretty good uh louisiana has pretty reasonable prices on their beer <laughs> you can buy crown at the walmart that too that too you can buy booze anywhere in louisiana literally anywhere have you like if you go to a snow cone stand, toys are us can just be like i would like a bottle of rum please and they'll give it to in you. my snow cone <laughs> in a in my snow cone near my snow cone to go doesn't matter <laughs> yeah drive-through liquor stores everywhere and um so anyways we had to so we uh ended up going we had to go find joe you know the guy who bought the hotel <laughs> and turns out joe was hey is this joe tell so it turns out joe was in this uh quote-unquote mexican restaurant that was like in the hotel and it um it was only a mexican restaurant in the sense that they had chips there and they had chips and they had like Louisiana hot sauce. And that's what they served. <laughs> so Joe was there and like he's just walking around with the fucking gun. And like we're like, hey, there's all this blood in the room. And he's like, what's it to you? And it's like, okay, uh, well, I would rather not sleep. I would rather not sleep on spiders. My friend here would rather not sleep in pools of someone else's blood. I thought it was his blood, but apparently not. And, um... Joe says, Yeah. Yeah, there's blood in there. Yeah, he, he, he It's from like, the last guy who asked me why there was blood, blood in this in fucking hotel room. <laughs> exactly. He's like, I put, I put spiders in your bed because I thought it was funny. <laughs> it's like shit. And, um... So, uh, he's like, he's like, well, just, just throw, throw your sheets on the floor. I'll send somebody to clean up the mess. <laughs> it's like, alright. Um, he didn't do that. Uh, we threw the sheets on the floor, but uh, no one ever came by about that. Um, and then, like, on the final night I was there, like, I wake up the, at, like, 6 o'clock in the morning, and, like, there's all these, like, there's, like, this woman crying outside, and there's, like, this whole family just traumatized in a fucking minivan. And apparently, uh, directly across the, the uh, room directly across from me, there was this this group of people that just like just were uh, they're like smoking crack, and they pulled a gun on this family when they came in. 
They just, they, they're just like cracked out of their minds. And, and like the woman was like, oh, there must be a mistake. Because uh, we have this room. And then, yeah, the guy just pulled a fucking gun on, gun on her. And she was like, oh my god, they're smoking plastic. <laughs> and he has a gun. And, apparent, and then I heard the hotel staff talking about it. Uh, like after, after the while well, this woman is crying and her kids are in the minivan, yeah, the hotel staff I could hear them talking and they're just like, yeah, it's those same people. They just keep on breaking into all these rooms. They just keep on. Breaking Crackhead in. Terry's up in two o five again. I, I told, I told him, I told him last night. Bunch of Terry's up in here. <laughs> but I told him last night. I told him last night they need to get out of this hotel room or next time I'm gonna call the cops. And I'm like. The fuck are you like? This shouldn't be a like, like, and they're they're talking, and it literally sounds like no less than twice a week do people do crackheads just break down these hotel doors and just like point guns at people and start smoking crack in whatever room they feel like. <laughs> dodge, <laughs> dodge that bullet. They don't. They don't want to actually Pun steal intended. anything. They just need no. friends. No, they just want. Yeah, they yeah, just they need, they need, they need just, a safe place to smoke some crack. Yeah, that's all. That's all they want is just a place to keep that crack pipe dry. You know, four walls and a roof. What more you need? Oh yeah, crack. Crack. <laughs> lots and lots of crack. Lots of crack. So yeah, that's my uh, scary uh, hotel experience. <laughs> You know, I thought mine was bad. <laughs> yeah, I did. I, I thought it was bad, and I was like, the first one I had I, I was more it... along the lines of your spider, <laughs> your spider hotel experience. Yeah. Uh, for my, it was like my brother's 16th birthday or something oh. like that. My dad took me, him, and my younger sister, and we all went to California. Oh, to okay. Universal Studios and Disneyland. Oh. On her way to there, we did one of those, because my dad was one of those, I'm going to drive until I almost kill us and then get a night <laughs> yeah. at a hotel somewhere. <laughs> I'm going to drive until I find the worst What are you doing? I <gasps> I okay, I guess we got to sleep. I, w I have to drive until I can find the worst possible place to go <laughs> to sleep. I think I would have preferred to just sleep on the side of the road. Yeah. <laughs> but it was one of those it, it wasn't spiders. Mine was roaches. Oh, oh. So it man. was you had the that light the light more. flick, you know, like a New York <laughs> bathroom. It's like Oh. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Can deal with that counters. It's away from in the bathroom. Yeah, then you yeah. move the bed, the blankets and the sheets and they went everywhere. Oh. Like just No. Nope. I was like I'm out. Fucking out I'm of out. here. <laughs> it was awful. Burning this place down. And then you take my first story and what could have been my first story and you just slammed them together and made some fucking peanut butter and mayonnaise disgusting sandwich yeah. that rocked. Oh man! I still think someone died. Yeah, I'm pretty probably, sure. Probably, yeah. I'm probably pretty Joe, sure that Joe either... Probably Maybe 24 hours before... <laughs> You currently let Frank <laughs> sleep in the bed. 
either Crackhead Terry. I thought it was his blood. Or Joe. <laughs> Still, dude, if I'm in a hotel room with you and there's like blood in your bed, my first question will be, dude, did you bleed all over your bed? This looks I, like we should be taking you to a hospital. I just assumed. I was just like, oh, you know, if you want to, hey, maybe that's how he sleeps. Maybe he just <laughs> likes to sleep in a pool of his own blood, you know? <laughs> different strokes for different folks, you know? I'm not yes. saying I sleep in pools of blood, but I assume some people do. <laughs> I'd assume some people do. I mean, uh, it, it is your prerogative. What are you doing? I'm sleeping! <laughs> it's my prerogative. <laughs> Everybody's talking all the stuff about me. Why, Why don't, they don't they just, just let, let me live? My prerogative. <laughs> I, just want, I just want blood. I just want a place to smoke crack. Is he dead? Is he, is he dead or is just all of his family dead? Who, Bobby Brown? Yeah. It's I just, Bobby it's just Whitney alive. and the daughter, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm sure Bobby Brown's still alive. He'll be sick. I'm claiming you that. said that like you're so <laughs> like a promise. Like yeah, you said no, it like I'm saying I'm saying Bobby goes this year, 2018. Last year we got who? Uh, we got Charles Manson. All right, Bobby Brown. This show, Bobby Brown. He is not gonna man. make it. Let's go take you him know. out. Let's go take him out. <laughs> Your tickets up. <laughs> Your numbers up. <laughs> what are you doing? You've been punched. <laughs> and oh, then man. he rolls up his sleeve and casually starts a conversation with me. And that's how he goes. And that was it. I was a fucking Grammy hit winner. <laughs> it's my prerogative. <laughs> hey, man. Whatever makes you happy. Chris, you had a topic for us? So, coming into this new year and coming out of, I guess we'll say, Thanksgiving and Christmas rolling into the new year and then you get valentines and then you got easter and then fucking my kids birthdays and it's just one big cacophony of things that just roll around yeah uh stress i get stressed the fuck out all the time especially it's just life man you get older and you got all this other shit that people used to just do for you mm-hmm. and you, you gotta not only do you have to learn how to do it like Sometimes I still feel like an idiot because I'm like, hey, I'm 31 years old and I just haven't had to do this yet. Like, winter, all my fucking pipes froze just with this crazy-ass freeze. So I had no water. I had no idea what to do. I just moved into a uh, an RV fifth wheel. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what to do there. It's a whole new set of things because there's all these knobs and levers and fucking... (laughs) What are you doing? Wrong lever! Uh, Oz is back there. Don't look behind the curtain. <laughs> I feel like the damn Joker in Batman. And the old school, he runs into like the chemical plant and he doesn't know what he's doing. He's just pulling levers. <laughs> <laughs> Shit just starts blowing up. Eating kids. So, Stop crying. <clears throat> what are you doing? Eating kids. Fighting crime. Uh, you know, I was just kind of curious... And I, or I was having a hard time figuring out a topic for this week because I've currently been so stressed out. So I thought I might use my, uh, I guess, current life situations to kind of gear topic. Mm-hmm. And I was curious, you know, obviously stress hits everybody different. What are some of the ways that you guys deal with your stress? Um, 
you know, what are ways that, uh, is it something that you can just see that's coming? I mean, fuck, I'll be honest with you. I smoke a shitload of weed, so I don't have to deal <laughs> with stress. Oh, no, is it? Are we clipping? It, this this is not. Oh. This is not working. Ian's mic stopped working. Alright. Okay. Uh, Darwin first did the eminent service of arousing suspicion to the probabilities of all change in the inorganic world. Oh, I mean, like... Yes. <laughs> Science, I, guess it, I do declare. It, it depends on, like, what, what stresses you out. Like, that's where you have to start. It's like, what is it that is, like, catching you? What do you, what do you, what do you get caught up on? Because I, I run into these fucking moments where, like, yeah, no, I don't feel like a capital A adult at all, like, ever. I still haven't got that capital A. I just started feeling like a, a lowercase a <laughs> in probably the past year. Uh, so, like, it's it's really, like, I talk to other people uh, in, like, normal small talk conversations, and all they, A, all they want to talk about and all they have to talk about is, like, work, 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 work. Right. What do you do? I do this. I have blah, blah, blah. And, like, that A, because I, I don't work, uh, I do all the, I do all the fucking unpaid work in our household here, like, that immediately makes me feel like a fucking child. Professional that, intern. Like, like, that stresses me the fuck out. And then just, like, even if we're not talking about work, just, like, no, just, like, living a normal life right now, and I don't think we're the only ones who feel this. I think our entire generation feels this way, where it's, like, we all feel like children. Because yeah. at this age, our parents... Fucking had houses and they had all kids, kinds they, they of stuff. They were taking care of shit, as far as we could tell, you know? So we have this idea that we were supposed to have started living our lives at 21. Like, all this stuff we were supposed to have taken care of before we had kids, before we, you know, settled down into a long-term relationship, before we fucking turned 30. We were supposed to have, like, a house and a lawn to mow and, like, you know, a truck we're trying to pay off that we can never pay off. But we have it. We have it right there. Look at it. There it is. Look. And because we don't have those things, because we have, we don't have those milestones. Look at all this stuff the bank wants to take away from me. We feel like children. And that stress, that alone stresses us out. On that note and that topic, I didn't even think about it. But, you know, you say you look to your parents and your parents had stuff at, you know, 21 and things like that. Mm -hmm. Well, when I really, I guess, kind of break it down and think about it from my young childhood it wouldn't be my mom that I would be looking towards. It would be actually my grandpa. Yeah. Because we lived with him for a long time. Mm -hmm. So, and that makes it even more. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's, like, even yeah. more of a gap because he, they, like, really could do that shit. I was killing uh, Nazis when I was 14. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I meant more along yeah. the lines of they, they could get a house and one person could work mm -hmm. while everybody stayed home. Yeah. And... You know, that shit, you can't, can't do, do anymore. that anymore. I mean, yeah. I have three fucking jobs. One of them is this one, yeah. which is, you know, probably my favorite, but this one doesn't provide any income. No, and no, then I have two other jobs that I'm working full time. So finding the time, one, to make sure that I can get good content here and that I'm not slacking here because I want to make sure I got good shit coming out all over the boards gets fucking really stressful. Yeah. I don't function on a lot of sleep i run generally about four hours of sleep yeah. uh and i tried i set i have an alarm set on my phone whether or not i actually get up every day between 7 30 and 8 30 or it gets pushed back to 
9, 9.15, 9.20, 9.25, 9.30, you have five minutes to get to work. Fuck, well, hello. Out of bed. hello there, Mr. Snooze. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's even worse because it lets me pick how long I want the snooze <laughs> for. So I can have like a five minute snooze and then I think somewhere I fucked in the settings and it's extended like because i'll instinctively now it's just all i have to do is swipe my phone oh man so it's a it's a button swipe to set it send it to snooze so if my alarm's going off all i have to do is swipe my hand over my phone and it'll send it to snooze but now i think there's like some kind of delay where some of my alarms don't even go off or i'm just that hard i'm like there's no fucking way i'm that hard of a sleeper yeah like i've literally woken up at 8 15 Knew that my alarm was going to go off at 8.30 and was like, it's cool. I don't have to move for 15 minutes. Yeah. And then I get up again and it's like 9.45. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Goddamn black hole. was like, where are you going? Nothing. I'm not doing anything today. I wasted my whole day. Done. It's like, it's about like, you got to make times to decompress from living normal life. And the, like, part of the problem is finding those moments where you're allowed to just decompress, be alone, like yeah. turn off your fucking phone, turn off the music, turn off the games, and just like sit there with your thoughts. We're really bad at doing that. Yeah, <laughs> just see, as like, a culture. Like I see, like I I live in under a constant state of stress, like no matter what. But like you know, obviously sometimes you know, obviously there's times when I'm more stressed than my average. And so, like, what I like to do is I like to do the healthy thing. I like to just meditate. And by meditate, I mean drink heavily. <laughs> that's that's no. my way. I like to drink and meditate at the same time. Some people would just call it drinking. <laughs> do you, does it require a beer with the word ice in it? If to achieve you, proper if meditation? I'm, if I'm actually stressed, it's probably because I'm drinking beer that has the word ice. <laughs> like, that's a good sign that I'm living <laughs> under a stressful state, is that I'm drinking something that ends with ice. Like Natty Ice. <laughs> I've noticed... Or bush Ice. <laughs> uh, let's see, I've been at my job, my current job, the bartending one, for about six months now. Yeah. And... For whatever reason, the first five months, I never it like never dawned on me. Hey, just go get a pair of hair- headphones. I was like, God, I'm so tired of listening <laughs> to oh, classic rock, soft rock, fucking Journey, <laughs> Boston. You know, it's great. I love listening to that music. I can listen to it all the time, except for when I have to listen to it all, all the, the time. time. You're like, fuck. <laughs> so I've now started listening, and I only listen to this music when I'm uber blitzed high and I'm all by myself and it's like four in the morning yeah. or now when I'm opening the restaurant and it it just sets me to the right mood yeah. like even if I'm pissed off I'll just kind of listen to this music the whole time by the time it's time to get on the floor I'm much better off and ready to go about everything so I I think music plays there's lots of things that play a big, big key factor and I guess in de-stressing I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah you got it. You, making time for those things, like making time for, to, to listen to the song that makes you feel good no matter what, or the song that makes you feel like the, the singer or writer of the song understands what you're going through at that moment. Uh, I am a big fan of fucking, like, listen. I listen to music that evokes the feeling that I have at the moment. Like, when I'm depressed, 
I am big on listening to bare naked ladies and like really kind of sad boy, tr sad boy music. Like it, it makes me feel better when I'm feeling really manic. I I, li I like to listen to like really hard music, really fast music that makes me feel you know okay that I I, I can't sit the fuck still. Uh, and yeah, when I'm stressed, I need I need music that evokes that feeling like okay you're gonna get yeah. through this it's all gonna be good you're fine you're fucking fine it's cool it's fucking cool man uh you, you gotta make the time even if it's just that five minutes you got five minutes i promise you always got five minutes uh just to make time for a couple of songs or to uh to take it out of that point you've you've got 10 minutes to turn everything off and just not pay attention to it uh, and if you don't have 10 minutes you better make 20 because like you you need it you need to be able to not escape like that's something that i'm figuring out right now is like uh i smoke weed uh i smoke a fucking lot of weed and i'm trying to get that under control uh i tried to do a no smoke november last year and ended up uh, under what i'm calling ramadan rules in which i would only smoke after meals and only after 8 p.m uh, between 8 p.m and midnight and like uh, what I'm finding now is like my cheeseburgers like the president my using uh, marijuana and used to using liquor and uh, even video games as escapism to like get away to, to like oh I'm so stressed everything's bad I'm going to escape into this world or escape into smoke uh, that just ends up making things worse like after a while I've realized that it, yeah the escaping helps me not die from stress but once I go over the line, I'm just running away. No, I'm not dealing with it anymore. Right. Like, it doesn't help me deal with the emotions. It doesn't help me deal with the stress. It just helps me decompress. And that's good and useful and necessary for me. But finding a way to not escape is far more important for me right now. Do you think that translates into some kind of form of PTSD? And I see. I say that as like, uh, you know, if if you will take me as a prime example. I know I've had a bad anger problem for a long time, ever since I was young. I mean, yeah. as I've gotten older, I've learned how to control it better. I've learned what buttons not to push, what buttons to tell people not to push, when to walk away. But there is also a point where. my I don't know if I'd call it anxiety it gets just so so amped up that I don't like the person I am if I don't have the ability to it's like I know I'm gonna get angry but I now have the ability to realize what I do when I get angry mm -hmm. does that make sense yeah, yeah, yeah. like before I would just fuck this shit and flip stuff over mm -hmm. now it's I want to fuck. I want to flip stuff over, but then now you're gonna have to replace a wall yeah. and a TV, and then you're gonna be fucking furious about yeah. that and that and that. So I, I choose to smoke weed to regulate that. We'll call it a condition. Well, I mean, if uh, if you have a like. Uh, take me for example. I have a. What, I'm diagnosed with a personality disorder. Bipolar disorder is a disorder of the personality. Uh, it's also an emotional spectrum uh, disorder. Like I, it's hard for me to regulate my emotions, which is why sometimes I think that I have other diagnoses that I don't know about. 
Like my, when I'm happy, I don't have a cap on happy. Happy goes until happy, there's no end, it goes to the sky. When I'm low, I have no bottom to my low, and that also extends to when I'm angry, when I'm reactively angry, there's no edge to the anger. It just keeps going until I break something. Uh, and like, and I, I really need to. That's part of my fucking pride. Uh, feeling something break underneath my, my fist or underneath my, my voice or underneath my power. Like, really fucking, like, yeah, it, it fixes that thing. It, 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 like, it snaps this little bit of me. I used to fucking, I'd keep the beer bottles from all of our parties and I'd put them in a trash bag. So when I was really angry, I'd just go out and hang the trash bag in a tree and hit it with a fucking baseball bat. <laughs> just what, to hit it. What if I mark it, instead of sex dolls, they're kill dolls? So they are they are literally it is a human. You want to break a bone? Uh, you fucking hang that bitch in a tree and you break their arm. There actually is a I, And I they're like over, stress dolls. I think over in Russia they actually have that like they have these mannequins and they'll like I don't know how they do it, but they they basically photocopy like whoever's face you want See. onto the mannequin and you go into a room like and you it's one of those rooms where you break shit, mm -hmm. but they have these mannequins that they will actually paint, they uh, photocopy people's faces on. The problem with want. that is that you that is then uh, <laughs> like you are training are you your, your brain. Triggering yourself. You're training. Yeah, you're you're triggering yourself. You're training your brain to associate anger with hitting things, and then training your brain to associate hitting things with anger with hitting the, a person. Like, that's really bad for your, like, brain as a human. Uh, uh, I mean, I, I, it's better than hitting the actual person. But it can, like, <laughs> lead to you, you yeah, actually you can, hitting the it person. It can lead to you actually hitting that person. It can because, do more like, damage because than that, good. Because you're, you're triggering yourself. I to... don't know, like, I, I don't know, I feel it's the same as, like, a violent video game. Like, I don't really think that it... A violent video game, there, to... there is a disconnect with a video game. You have a controller, you have a, and you're not, like... For the most part, I've never been deadly angry, like I want to break something angry and said, I'm going to sit down and play GTA and kill a bunch of people. Yeah. I have to get yeah, over you have to the physically, anger you have to, physically to, to, to get yeah. to that point where it's like I can de-stress by shooting people in a video game. Yeah. So, like, I like the idea of the rooms. Like, those are really cool. The idea of, like, this is a house. Yeah. We rented <laughs> this house and filled it with things. Here's a baseball bat and some safety goggles. <laughs> Go at it. My uh, my grandma used to do that. She is a therapist. Yeah. And we had, God, I don't even know if they make them anymore. But think of like a soft, like a giant couch cushion. Mm -hmm. Okay. That could be made into a chair or it unfolded out into like a oh, a, okay. a bed. Yeah. So it was like you. four couch cushions sewed together with like a half couch cushion for a pillow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay? And you could either sit and just kind of lean back in the chair. Or you could roll it, like fold it out and actually sleep on it. And my grandma used to give me, you know, the plastic bats that come with the wiffle balls? Mm -hmm. She would give me that, and anytime I'd get angry, we'd go into a spare bedroom or an area with a bunch of space. We'd put the fucking thing mm -hmm. up, and she would let me hit it. And years later, she came back and she goes, Hey, you remember when you used to get angry and we used to put that thing up and let you hit it? And she's like, that was actually not a really good idea. <laughs> yeah. Like, that just agitates the situation. Yeah, it does. And that, that's what I'm talking about. It, it, it reinforces the idea, especially in children, that you should release anger with 
violence. Aggression. With aggression. Hmm. Which, and what you should be doing is figuring out, oh, this is the thing that triggers see, my anger. See, this like, is how I mitigate that. This is how I get the people around me to mitigate that. And this is how I realize what t when it's time for me to walk away from a situation so I don't say something I don't mean, hurt yeah. someone around me, and, and that, break some shit. See, and that, that, like, usually, like, my thing is when I get, like, when I get a bad case of the angry beavers, <laughs> what I like to do is I like, I just like to hit the shit out of a tree. Like, I just go out to whatever tree is nearest and biggest, and I'll just, like, hit it until I break a knuckle. And then I'm just like, okay, now I can calm down. And that prevents me from attacking, like, that... That's like a good deterrent. Like it's, I feel it's a good deterrent instead of like actually attacking a person or whatever, you know, I, or I, saying anything like no. Just go out there and just hit the shit out of a tree. I remember <laughs> doing that one time. I thought that was a great idea because I was super angry and wanted. I think me and my mom had just gotten in a fight. Yeah. Me and yeah. my mom used to fight all the time, like yeah. hardcore <laughs> blowouts. Not like fist or fist or. Anything, Eight out but. of ten times I've hit a tree. It's pretty much that oh, really? <laughs> yeah it's pretty and much there was a there was a bat by the by the door and i was like i'm just gonna go out and hit a tree and i hit that tree as hard as i fucking could with that bat Ooh. and i thought my arms were gonna fall off like oh. just the recoil yeah, like my entire ooh, i was like that's worse than that's worse than just hitting a tree man. and it was like the shockwaves were <laughs> oh I was like, ah, oh, never again. <laughs> yeah, bats do not make good tree hitters, <laughs> that's for sure. Then I had a terrible affinity with, like, actual trees. Like, no matter what I was doing, if I was at the park, Chris ran into a tree today. <laughs> trees, bushes, they would jump up out of fucking nowhere. I'm talking, like, granddaddy, 125-year-old oaks. There ain't no missing that tree. Where the fuck did this thing come from? Middle of the park. Ooh, middle boom. Of, middle oh, of the dude. soccer field. It just appeared. It was just, it's a it Doctor was. Who shit. But I mean, I've, I've gotten to a point now where it's like, I, I feel like, even though like this podcast and trying to figure out what we're doing here is stressful as shit and is a job and is it's, work. It's fun stress, work, in my well, opinion. It's not even like it's fun stress. <clears throat> Working on it and like act is what it helps me mitigate that stress. Like, yeah, I'm I'm usually stressed out because I'm not doing it. Like, usually, what's stressing me out right now mm -hmm. is I'm not doing this right. I don't feel like I'm doing this correctly. I'm not hitting this right. So the way for me to get around that is to just say, well, fuck you, go do it like go go throw yourself into work because it's the only thing you can do right now is that still sort of escapism probably like yeah probably but it's a little bit more productive yeah. than going and like throwing myself into a, a, a Skyrim world for the next three months and not coming out and being unable to talk to people or smoking weed until I until we have no money for weed and then like oh shit well now you what are you gonna do motherfucker like it's way better for me to find productive things to throw myself into because then I get a reward at the end yeah. at the end of this I have a thing I have a podcast we made it together cool awesome that that fills me with a sense of pride which tamps down that fucking stress also I'll, I'll call it uh what, sophomore sophomore problems with uh I'm finding I there are things that I desperately want us to have done on this fucking podcast. Yeah. That we just, it literally, it's, it's not even that we don't have, that we don't want to all do it. It's, hey, let's sit down and let's figure this out. Awesome. This is exactly what we need to do. Four weeks went by. What the fuck did we do? Yeah. Nothing. 
I was like, wow, and that, that in and of itself is stressful because I know where we want to be uh-huh. and I know what goals we want to have and how many extracurricular things that we want to start with Twitch streams and being able to do uh, stuff on YouTube and yeah. Snapchats and Instagram and Facebook. And I'm like, we got to get this fucking thing perfect. <laughs> We've got to get BTBT, blah, blah, you know. Well, I'm, I'm, and I'm with you on that. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I want I, the... My thing became, and that's why we are are where we are right now. And you know whether or not that's a good or bad thing is up to what day it is. But yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I, I I was in the same position where it's like, no, it has to be perfect. It has to be this. It has to be this. And we can't start until we have all of these things, all of our ducks in a row. No, 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 no. And eventually it was like, well, fuck it. Like, no, we can't wait. Uh, yeah, no. waiting on that is not helpful. It's just you just gotta pull the fucking trigger at a certain point. Just fucking do it, and that's why we are. Get it? We, you know, we've been making podcasts for almost a year now. We got stuff starting to go up on YouTube. Yeah, uh, I need to redo the Twitch stream, but I it. I would rather be putting stuff out and then having to go back and redo the website and be like, oh, well, sorry guys, the website's down for a week because we had to redo it for new fucking images and stuff. Then. Like, oh no, we fucking wait uh, till it's perfect before okay, wait till it's perfect. I, yeah. I guess not perfect, but there are little things that me being in the sales industry mm-hmm. for my entire life, working life. Yeah. Uh, there are things that I would like to be able to push while I'm at work. Oh no, I'm with you. Uh, I, I'm absolutely a, a huge, easy, easy fucking thing outside of business cards and shit like that. Everybody loves beer stickers, like brewery stickers. I thought you were going to say a slinky. (laughs) Slinky, slinky, everyone Everyone loves the slinky. Uh, But beer, uh, bar sticker, like brewery stickers, Mm -hmm. I wish that I had fucking stickers for our uh, podcast Mm -hmm. so that I could just hand out a sticker and they they would pop and it would be something awesome and eye catching and they'd pop it up on their kegerator and people were like what brewery is that and it's not a brewery sorry actually 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 oh i'm sorry i was just it it just occurred to me you mentioning that like being that you know you work at a bar you know one of your jobs is at the bar coasters would be perfect Uh, well, People the coaster, home, you know, like the, the little cardboard coasters, you know what I mean? Like the kind that like you can just snag some and bring home. <laughs> like, the only reason I wouldn't do a coaster is because people give us hundreds and hundreds of coasters oh. and all I do is use them for one or two times and then I toss them because oh, okay. once they get wet, they break and they're no good anymore. The sticker gotcha. would be in your face. True. Yeah. And a lot of people do, if they're not trying to do brews at home, like clone brews Mm -hmm. of popular beers they at least have a kegerator so that they can pop a keg of something in there craft beer wise and it's not just oh I got Bud Light Miller Light Coors Light blah 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 you know you can actually sit down and drink something good and they're constantly asking me hey do you have any B52 or brewery you know different brewery stickers because I like to fill up my um, my kegerator with it and I was like that would be really cool just yeah. for a marketing purpose, you know, to be able to be like, hey, you know, I also, I work here as a bartender, but I also work at, uh, I'm, I'm a podcaster. I work, you know, we have Between the Profound and the Profane. This is our sticker. You know, that would be cool to have the, whatever the picture is, you know, it's not just our logo. It's yeah. not just the BPP. Um, so, that, you know, those are little things that I've been, I would wish 
that I had access to now to propel our content. Yeah, that would be good. <laughs> that and t-shirts. T-shirts are always a go-to. Yeah. T-shirts would be awesome. But, I mean, but that's I, but a t-shirt would be something more for like selling than just because like the sticker. I imagine you could probably just kind of be like, here you yeah, go. Yeah, I mean, stickers you know? I could keep in my back pocket. Yeah. Like a t-shirt, I would have to legitimately ask so, my boss, yeah. hey, do you mind? <laughs> oh, shoot. it'd be a, hey, do you mind? Do we have to pause it? Is this picking up at all? It no. doesn't quite look like. The manatee says. The owl says. All right, so is this going through? It looks like it is. I see lines and squiggles and wiggles. But like, in the end, it all kind of depends on like what is it that's stressing you out today. And tackling that, you gotta take it on like, uh, like they say, the day to day. Yeah, as they say in Alcoholics Anonymous, it's one day at a time, man. Like you, you literally just have. To, sometimes you have to take it one hour at a time. There ain't no yeah. half stepping in this twelve-step program. <laughs> is your, you know, it, it, is it work that's stressing you out today? Well, what is it about work that's stressing you out today? How can you mitigate that, solve it, or put it behind you? You're, your kids stressing you out today. What is it about your fucking kids that are stressing you out today? How do you mitigate it? How do you solve it? How do you put it behind you? That sounds like uh, we could sum all that up in one fucking word: communication. Yeah, that it's the key to literally everything. everything. Yeah. <laughs> Relationship, communication. Communicate what the fuck's going on. Why? 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 Why are you stressing me out? Am I stressing me out? It, it, or, yeah. And then, can you communicate with yourself? That's like the key to all of it. Before you, because before you can communicate with the people outside of you, you have to be able to sit with yourself and understand what it all is. Why is this stressing me out? Why, how do how do I deal with it? Why am I dealing with it wrong? How do I deal with it better? And this is why therapists exist. And that, I mean, I guess that that's that's my other thing. Like top of the list shouldn't really have to be said. But I also understand that not everybody can make it to a therapist. Like go to therapy. If you're out there listening and you have stress problems, anger problems, emotional problems, seek therapy. It's the first thing that you should do. It's the, it's the greatest. It's the greatest tool in your toolbox. If any of your family are therapists, do not go see them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for real. <laughs> Is the worst thing you can do. <laughs> Side note. <laughs> yeah, if, the, if this episode, if we named it in the style of "It's Always Sunny," it'd be like the gang goes to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> and if therapy, <laughs> and, and if therapy isn't a thing that you can afford today or tomorrow, or you know, it, uh, it, you have to put on the back burner. That it is about using the tools you would find in therapy, which is about like, okay, why does the way that this person is saying this thing send me over the edge. What is it about that? How do I explain that to them? How do I not get mad when that happens? What is it about this situation? What is it about the way that I'm talking that's stressing me out? What is it, what is it that I'm doing? You always gotta turn that mirror in on yourself and figure out you are, in the end, the source of your stress, quote unquote. Like, I know the outside world stresses us all out, but, like, and I hate being that guy of, like, you fucking choose to be stressed out, but that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, like, you are the one who is stressed. You are the source of that stress. You have to find the way to drive around it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I will say that, uh, I don't know the exact percentage of 
we'll do America only of people that suffer from some type of dissociative disorder. But I would assume it's pretty high. I mean, I'm. I think either everybody just never learned how to be or deal with any kind of fucking emotions, or our almost our entire generation suffers from, or at least everybody I know and talk to suffers yeah. from some kind of bipolar, uh, you know, depression, Borderline. manic, something. It's yeah. it's there. It's it's there and everything. So talking about that, I forgot where I was going. You got anything? <laughs> uh, well, it, it, that that is a, a a cultural thing for us, and I, it's because of the way that we work and live. It, well, it's because we work, and we we live in a system where you have to work a forty-hour-a-week job, and that still doesn't make it. Uh, and you have to go to college, but so many of us slip through the cracks, and you have to do these things. And if you don't, you're done. Like it's oh, your life well, is. Literally and, as, and as far as the disorders go, like it's also partially that now now you can actually get diagnosed. Yeah. Like it used to be, like there's probably just as many people in the 50s that had, uh, you know, paranoia, disassociative disorders, bipolar, but they were just called Weird Jim and Shaky <laughs> Greg and like whatever other you know Wacky Willie, you know whatever. Wacky <laughs> Yeah, all those guys hung out on the Who's the, the guy that, and they were... <laughs> was it Harvey? Who's the guy that always had the radio tape to his head? Oh, yeah, Har yeah. yeah. Was Harvey. it Harvey? Yeah, Harvey. Yeah, he was just, yeah, he was just, uh... Is he still over there? I, I, I guess. I think I've seen him. Alive? I've seen him in the back of a pickup truck. Like, uh, I couldn't tell if he was screaming for help or screaming at the Russians. Uh, but yeah, it's all about, <laughs> like, yeah, like Ian was saying, people are now actually being diagnosed. Like, right. our generation is going and seeking help and, like, looking for help. Like, they, they used to call autism, like, that weird kid down the street. Yeah. <laughs> now it has a name. <laughs> now it I, has a name. <laughs> I remember where I was going. Uh... With those with those disorders, depression is a big, huge key. Mm -hmm. I've noticed that I can work myself and get so stressed out, and I want to do things. And we'll use um, people that always make New Year's resolutions to yeah. go to the gym and get back in shape. So we'll take that, and they're like, "Oh, they're sung gung ho." They're like, "Oh my God, I look terrible. I don't like. I do not like the way I look in a mirror." Mm -hmm. So they get stressed out, which drives them to try to fix that. But then when it comes time, their depression has already sank in so much that they're like, what's the point of going to work out? I'm not going to, you know, nothing's going to change. It's going to take years for me to get the results that I want. It's I'd six, rather just sit here and smoke a bowl. It's 6.30 p.m. It's time for a cheeseburger and a good old-fashioned well, That, I would say, like... <laughs> Uh, you don't want to like don't you I, I don't think that using stress to drive you in that way is very smart or, or could make you even more stressed out yeah like what I'm saying I, I guess the it's hard they kind of work hand in hand in yeah. tandem mm -hmm. like it's hard to overcome stress with simple communication by talking to yourself when the depression is there Oh yeah, I mean, well, so, depression is a lack of motivation, a lack of feeling, like it's a numbness. So it, it is difficult to get over that hump. At the same time, though, speaking of working out, as an example, like getting out and moving helps with that. Oh, would yeah. totally so much. Totally break up a large chunk of like you know, I mean, your body is a fucking 
little machine. It's yeah. going to release all kinds of awesome dopamine and serotonin, and you're going to feel great, and your endorphins are going to go off the charts. But it's literally convincing your body because you've been bogged down with work and all this other shit, and you've got this other job that you have to do, and you know you got to get up at 6 in the morning and move around fucking furniture, and then you know you got to... At the end of the day, you're like, here's a nice chunk of money, and then you're like, fuck, I just took it all away, but you still got to get up because you still want to look great for your girlfriend and you know it's just a it's a snow so it's super amped up on stress but it'll also get you super depressed so yeah. the goal is finding out not only how to deal with the stress but how to overcome the depression too you've got to be able to you've got to be able to figure out how to open the the door mm -hmm. put your feet back out on solid ground it's about just doing it on that one uh <clears throat> i found that like uh rewarding myself is, is a good way to do it like i'm not going to i have this bowl of weed loaded since we're using that or i have this beer right here i want the beer but i need to do a thing like i have to get the dishes done or i have to fucking get the get the podcast edited or i have to go out for a run once i'm done with my run fuck yeah i'm gonna come in i'm gonna light that bowl i'm gonna light that cigarette i'm gonna sit down and play a little video games you know whatever your thing is but you're using it as a reward system rather than an avoidance system. Yeah. it's a good idea. Yeah. No, I like that. That's why everybody just needs that person that just pushes. Push, push, push. Get off the couch. Yeah. Go yeah. go run. It's difficult to be that person for sometimes somebody. you just Only have to, for yourself. Are you saying sometimes you just have to push it? I think that like part of my thing has been find, uh, like the only way to find that person in your life is to be that person in everybody else's life like so then and just hope that it's reciprocated it back would, to you yeah. so you don't have to be your own person understand that it will be paid forward at some point like that's kind of my thing like uh, any any person that's ever called me, like even people that I don't really like that much, have called me and been like, uh, "Pocket, Chris, I'm depressed. I feel awful. I don't know what the fuck to do." Uh, because I've had so many people come to me and be like, "What you need is therapy, and I'm gonna fucking drive you there." It is now my job to pay that forward for the rest of my life. Anybody who needs help with their mental health, with trying to kick alcohol, it's my duty as somebody who has dealt with and is dealing with those things to do so for them and then if i extend that further uh you know like this podcast it is my duty after starting this podcast to then help any of my friends out who want to start something like this who want to do something like this because my friends help me out my friends are doing it for me uh so you just extend that to everything you can yeah. i want to help my friend i want to get off the fucking couch and start working out again well i need to force somebody else to do it because a then i have a workout partner and b if I'm pushing somebody else, they will then push me. Having somebody to be accountable yeah. to makes you accountable. Yeah. Coats and goats. So uh, we could all use this as a way to on-air pressure all of you, or maybe just pocket, because we only live five minutes away from each other. And Ian, it would be hard to justify you driving an hour, hour and a half, but we should totally re-dive into our superhero build workouts yeah yeah i mean that's that that, ah. <laughs> that idea is still and always on the table like i and it is something to pull content from 
I'm going to pull off two pull off two speeding trains from the tracks today. Uh, more along the lines <laughs> of instead of what would they like feats like let's work out, get in shape, and then see if we can do their feats. Pick a hero and try to get that body style. Yeah. And then we could go above and beyond to like the fact of can you change your body style? Like can pocket you at somewhere between I'm guessing here but let's say 135 and 165 uh, depending on which convenience store I'm walking out of could could you <laughs> yeah. decide to yeah right yeah <laughs> could you decide to then say well I would love to be like a Batman and try to push yourself to bulk up to 200. Is that possible for a fucking pocket to do? See, I would you want to push yourself? I don't think Chris could be 200. I've, ta- I've <laughs> talked to would, people, yeah. and that's physically possible, but as far as like in aesthetics and like what your body design is, it might not yeah. be healthy or good. Exactly. Like yeah. I, I'm naturally ropey and lean. I'm yeah. naturally a Spider-Man. I might be able to push it up to a Dick Grayson. Uh, that's how I look at it. <laughs> It's the best way for me to look at it, and you—you've like you're you're somewhere in like I I want to say that you're a Wolverine, like you have that little yeah, short I, fucking like you could just be a barrel of a man, but you could also like like uh, who's somebody else that's like in that wheelhouse that just kind of Rocky. <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking very much like a Red Hood. Red Hood. Yeah. Okay. You know he's not super athletic. Yeah. But he's still in really good shape, and I actually I didn't know this until I looked it up because this kind of idea popped into my head a little earlier that he weighs more than Batman. I was like, holy fuck. He's shorter and stockier than Batman. Like, I always picture Batman at, like, 265. Mm -hmm. And I know that's really heavy, but it's fucking Batman. He's also really tall. (laughs) For whatever reason, I pictured him at 6'4", walking around somewhere between 245 and 265 all the time. Like, he's just a... You don't want to fuck with Batman. Outside of Bane... Batman is a really, really imposing, scary, scary fucking man that you will meet in an alley. Yeah. And you don't want to have anything, gun, purse, you know. <laughs> just, please don't kill me. <laughs> is that a... Swear to me! Is that a child you have with you? <laughs> <laughs> is that a baby? Okay. <laughs> that's like a... That's like... <laughs> babies are like children. Mario. <laughs> <laughs> Mario? Shut up, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mario. He's a mere Mario. He's a, a Batman? He's a Luigi. I don't know. It's Ouija. Ouija and the Batman. Batman and the Ouija. A Luigi. <laughs> we fight at the Cosbane. I eat at the Cosbane. Here we go. I eat at the Cosbane's brains with a spaghetti sauce. It's a me, spaghetti It's a Ouija. But I don't think I would... I don't. I wouldn't want to slim down to do like a Spider Man. Like to me, Spider Man's too lanky for me. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, you're built. You you are have a like a stockier build. Like, you but just I naturally have a stocky build. I didn't. I I am one of those cases where I was talking to you about. I changed my body build. Uh-huh. I used to be built like you, not quite as tall, but very lanky. Yeah. Like I was about one sixty five. Really, really thin. Actually had, like, the whole Spider-Man look. I'll have to show you a picture from one of my modeling dudes. It was hilarious. I was like, wow. Somebody's taking his clothes off for a living. (laughs) May not be yet, but damn it, it's in your future. (laughs) And, uh... But then I started 
I started working at LA Fitness and started working out crazy and like beefed up to like 215. Yeah. And since then, my body style has just changed. It's never Got reverted back to the mm-hmm. lanky, even though I haven't really hit mm-hmm. a gym hard in seven years. Well, I mean, once you, once you, I mean, that's the, that's the thing where like you, people who work out a lot, they bulk up that much. Once they stop, they start to get like heavy, like big heavy. I, that's one of my things is I never want to get to a stocky build because I like I like being thin and ropey. <laughs> being I able to enjoy move. Yeah. the way that I look I, in that way. Yeah. I just mostly want a I want to never get the whole like you're so skinny bullshit that I hear and I just want to be able to keep like really nice tone. <laughs> yeah, like for me, I mean my the best like shape I was ever in is when I weighed 196 pounds. Like, that was, like, literally the best, like, time period I ever had. I was, like, 22, 23, maybe. Oh, when you, and when I you had, were 22 I'd, and didn't have to work yeah. out when you just wake yeah. up and you're like, you, yeah. yeah, right? Oh, no, I actually worked, actually, that was during the time, I worked out a ton. Like, it was, uh, I was staying up in Michigan, so I had nothing to do. Like, all I did was I would work three jobs, and when I wasn't working three jobs or sleeping, I was just working You were Sean Whiting? Time. Yeah, I was just, yeah, exactly. Man, I was, yeah, I was, I was ripped, and that was the healthiest point I ever got. Like, I, I don't think that I could weigh any more than just shy of two hundred and actually be. Like, How much healthy. would you say you weigh right now? I'm at like one seventy right now, probably. Once I, well, probably pounds. just a little That's bit. A over. Probably, in. probably just. Uh, <laughs> Probably just over 170, but yeah. See, there. I think that Ian could one day just show up. <laughs> He's the cap- fucking bodybuilder. Doritoed like, out, just <laughs> Captain America as fuck. He's that. I, I was when I when I was that man. I mean, yeah, I was I was ripped. I was shredded, and like the thing is, is then I just like totally went back to just like no, nah, I'm gonna eat. Like, but if Ian beefed up to Dorito, like <laughs> so much more Dorito relaxing. size, we would ha- Ian would have to then start riding on a fucking chopper. Like, yeah. get a big fucking beard and just become a bike guy. Yeah. The hair is just, like, three feet back, blown I, in the wind. I call it my hog. Well, I can never slow down to lower get than 20 because... You're on the highway. <laughs> Looking for I think I'd rather have Riders on the Storm. <laughs> Whatever comes our way. Oh, no, I'm always stepping wolf, man. Always stepping on that wolf. <laughs> you have the doors... Wherever I may roam, <laughs> riders on the storm. I need some candy corn. <laughs> yeah. If Adam West could sing, I oh, worry God. that we didn't answer any of your questions, or we answered all of them. Probably no. Riders I mean, we, on the storm. We answered him in a roundabout way, I guess. I mean, yeah, communication, communication, black communication, communication. Uh, a, a core support system in your life yep. is key. You know, you can't be stressed the fuck out and then surround yourself with stress. That's yeah. not going to help you at yeah. all. Yeah, yeah. That's just, that's going to make you kill somebody. Work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, work, work on your tries. Work on your delts. Work on your quads. Work on your quasimodos. Work on whatever those Dude, things Dude, my quasimodos. <laughs> For some reason now... This giant humps on his back. I've been doing my quasimodos all day, bro. <laughs> Get juice. <laughs> Been lifting these bells all day. <laughs> you hear that gong? <laughs> Sanctuary. Sanctuary. Gong. <laughs> 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 Would you become like Omega Peck? 
If you were just no, 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 no. If like I'm oh, saying, like I got you, the... you, like if we worked, like, oh, would that thing just be like, and I'd be like, holy shit, pocket doesn't have a pocket. Like, I know. Fuck, yeah. It go? I was gonna say just like yeah. It's just. <laughs> I've always <laughs> been a mega bank. I've always been a little bit worried about how strange I would look if I like built my chest a little bit because <laughs> I have the collapsed sternum thing. It, it but I have seen my like it. It only it just gets detailed and cut like at the top. At the top, mostly. Oh. It doesn't like it, which I've never wanted to like get like man, <laughs> Momoa man breasts. This episode of Between the Profound and the Profane is brought to you by Momoa's Man Breasts. How about Momoa Moobs? Momoa Moobs. Momoa Moobs. <laughs> I can dig it. <laughs> I can dig it. <laughs> oh. Just like that, I can dig it. <laughs> I think that's about all the time we have for today, folks. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what did you guys learn today? Um, I learned I need to work on my Quasimodos, man. I'm just not lifting enough bells. <laughs> if I ever fucking stay with Ian, he better tell me the first <laughs> goddamn night if there's blood on the sheets. I don't give a shit. By day three, we're not friends. Right? <laughs> oh, God. I need to... I learned that we have to stay out of Jotel 14's, uh, <laughs> on, the, on the back roads of... Uh, Lafondel, Louisiana, or wherever the <laughs> fuck this place, Arcana, Louisiana, wherever the fuck oh, this place yeah. was. I also learned that um, be somebody's support system and ask them to be your support system. And perhaps we should all probably start working out together to do something productive <laughs> other than just this. Superhero builds! <laughs> also, if you're stressed out, uh, if you need some help, if you are beyond your rope, if you're looking at a rope, uh, and you know who I'm talking to out there, go seek help. Uh, your friends can't deal with that all the time. You need therapy, go find it. Uh, and if you do have friends who are supportive enough, find an hour and a half once a week to laugh with them. Um, and use us as that hour and a half every week. You can find us on iTunes. You can find Between the Profound and the Profane on the bonushours.com. You can do us a big favor, like, subscribe, rate, review on every podcatcher, every site, uh, pass us around on your Facebook, share it everywhere you can. We are the Bonus Hours. We're just three friends who like hanging out, chatting up, having a good time, and making crazy dumb shit for our friends. Because we're the three best friends that anyone could have. We're the three best friends that anyone could have. We're the three best friends that anyone could have. And we'll never, ever, 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 ever leave each other. Good night, everyone! Woo!